Great to see you guys. I don't need to wipe down the mic because we kiss, so it's okay. <laughs> mm, I mean, we're married, so it's just, you know, it's all good. Great to be here tonight. Good to see you guys. Excited that it's Wednesday? Mm-hmm. I'm actually really stoked to preach this message to you guys tonight. This is something that Karen and I have talked about. She doesn't even know what I'm preaching about. This is a topic that we've discussed in like a passage of scripture that we've read through before. And it just resonated so deeply. And when I was asking the Holy Spirit, you know, God, what do you want alive to hear tonight? He just kept bringing up this phrase. And I'm like, seriously, so excited to share it with you guys. So if you brought your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Exodus. Exodus, Exodus, Exodus. Exodus is the story of God's people exiting from Egypt. They were slaves there. It was really sad, really bad news. But we've all maybe possibly heard the story growing up in the church setting. Moses goes to Pharaoh and he says, let God's people go. Let my people go. And it's super exciting and it's really epic. But Pharaoh doesn't let God's people go at first. And if you guys have heard the story or seen any VeggieTales, who likes VeggieTales? Yes. I can never look at vegetables the same. You know what I'm saying? Like the cucumber. I just can't, I can't like unsee or like the tomato. I had a hard time because I'm just like, I just can't. What's the tomato's name? Bob. Can't. What's the tomato's name? Bob. That was my cat's name also. There's just a lot. <laughs> Fun fact, my cat, his name was Bob, but he didn't respond to Bob. He only responded to Kitty. Like typical cat thing, right? Who here has a cat? Yeah. Are cats awesome, Annie? There's a lot of people that hate on cats, but my cat was really, really cool. He used to floss. He would hold floss and he like put his teeth on it and kind of like run it back and forth. He was crazy. And we used to put tape on his feet. <laughs> Do you ever do that to your cat? It's seriously so entertaining. That was like pre-Netflix. This is what we did for fun. There was a time, I don't know why I'm telling you guys, this is just funny. My dad had this little like sock puppet on his hand, and he knew that the cat was going to come in the room, so we put a sock puppet on his hand, and then the cat like came around the corner, and my dad went <laughs> like with the sock puppet, and the cat literally did a backflip. Bob, he was legit. Anyways... Exodus. <laughs> we, uh, Pharaoh wasn't going to let God's people go, and so there was like a series of these plagues that happened to the Egyptians because he wouldn't let God's people go. We're going to read about one of those, one of my favorite, one of the plagues. I don't even know if I'm allowed to say it was my favorite, but this one's the most entertaining to watch unfold upon Pharaoh and the Egyptians. So, Exodus chapter 8, Exodus chapter 8, verse 1. Then the Lord said to Moses, go back to Pharaoh and announce to him, this is what the Lord says, let my people go so they can worship me. If you refuse to let them go, I will send a plague of frogs. Does that just gross anybody else out? I don't like frogs. Like, sorry, Kermit. It just grosses me out. They're like slimy and yuck. A plague of frogs across your entire land. I'm not talking just like a few frogs here and there. I'm saying like literally in the entire land. Yuck. The Nile River will swarm with frogs that will come up out of the river and into your palace, even into your bedroom and onto your bed. Does that gross anybody else out? 
What would you do if you went home tonight and you're like, oh, I'm so excited to get into bed. I'm just beat. You slip into bed and there's this slimy little frog. It's like all up on your toesies. How would that make you feel? Oh, just makes me so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. In the, up in your beds, they will enter the houses of your officials and your people. They will even jump into your ovens and your kneading bowls where you make all the little spices and stuff like that. There's going to be frogs up in every crevice of your life. Be frogs everywhere. Frogs in your shower, frogs in your soup, frogs in your ovens, frogs in your shoes. Have you ever tried to put shoes on and realize that there's something in there that it shouldn't be in there? Happened to me one time. Dallas pooped in my shoe. Dallas is our dog, just in case you didn't know that. So I guess my little brother. No, I'm kidding. I'm an only child. <laughs> that was a fun story, but there's frogs everywhere, okay? It's gross. It's gross. Moving on, Exodus chapter 8, verse 8, a couple verses ahead. So in this meantime, Pharaoh still doesn't let God's people go. Still doesn't let God's people go. So there's frogs unleashed into all of Egypt. It's just nasty business. Then Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and begged, plead with the Lord to take the frogs away. And then Moses says, you set the time. Offer sacrifices to the Lord. And then Moses says, you set the time. Turn to somebody around you and say, you set the time. Moses replied, right? Tell me when you want me to pray for you, your officials and your people, and then you and your houses will be rid of the frogs. They will remain only in the Nile River. And then Pharaoh says something that just captured my heart, and I started questioning, why? Just why? Pharaoh says, do it tomorrow. Does that strike anybody else as just weird? If I had frogs all up in my business, I'd say, what do I need to do right now to get rid of these frogs in my life? Pharaoh says, yeah, okay, do it tomorrow. Moses is like, all right, it'll be as you said. Then you will know that there is no one like the Lord your God. So this message tonight, it's all about, I'm going to just do it tomorrow. I'm going to just do it tomorrow. Just do it tomorrow. So if you're taking notes, the title of the talk is, yeah, just do it tomorrow. Just do it tomorrow. Just do it tomorrow. There's frogs in Pharaoh's life, just like I believe that there's frogs in all of our lives. Not literal, metaphorical. And so often these frogs in our lives, they're just gross. They're gross, but Pharaoh, he's kind of learning to live with them. He has the answer right in his hands. You know, he's saying, all right, I'm going to just do it tomorrow. Just do it tomorrow. Who in here is just a pro procrastinator. A procrastinator. <laughs> I am a procrastinator. I am a pro-procrastinator, literally. But I always say this, procrastination is truly the assassination of motivation. Mm-hmm. It's deep. Think about it. If you want to, like, not feel motivated, just procrastinate. I used to be really, really good at procrastinating in high school. Not so much anymore, because if I procrastinate, I just get stressed out, and I don't like being stressed out. So why do it? Um, but Pharaoh, he was super comfortable living with the frogs. There's certain things in our lives that need to be addressed right now, things that we have become so comfortable with, and if they don't get addressed now, they will end up hurting you. Here's frogs, and I'm going to talk about what the frogs are in our lives, but here's the point. If you don't deal with your frogs now, they will multiply. If you don't deal with your frogs <laughs> 
now. They will multiply. We all have frogs in our lives. We all do. Pharaoh, he had frogs literal in his life. But he's just like, oh, I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it tomorrow. I'm going to get rid of it tomorrow. But here's the thing. When you're in tomorrow, there's always going to be a tomorrow. So if you say just do it tomorrow, when you're in tomorrow, there's going to be a tomorrow that you're going to say, I'm going to do it tomorrow in. But when you get to tomorrow, there's always going to be another tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So why not just deal with it today? I'm hoping that I share some things tonight that spark it up in you, that you're just like, "Mm, I'm done with this frog in my life. I'm ready to get rid of it. There's frogs in all of our lives. And you know how much I love acronyms. And so I'm just going to give us a frog acronym tonight. Yeah. I did it for fear, right? That was the last one that I did. I broke down the fear acronym. But I'm going to do it with the frog acronym because there's things in our lives that I so believe the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And these are things that we can get rid of but we just get so used to living with. We get so comfortable with. But these are things that if they go undealt with, they'll multiply and they'll end up robbing us of actually enjoying life. I'm all about enjoying life because life is short, man. Life is short. Life is short. So it's important that we enjoy it while we... Yeah? Cool. So let's look at it. The first letter in frog, the things that I believe a lot of us hold on to because it's comfortable, is fear. Why not? Why not? I think this is something I talk about often, but it's something I believe that the Holy Spirit keeps bringing me back to because I think it's something that we all struggle with sometimes. Fear. We don't like talking about the things that we're afraid of because when we do, we feel weak. I do not like talking about the things that I'm afraid of because subconsciously I feel like when I talk about it, maybe putting it out there, it could happen. But I'm here to tell you today that when we bring up our fears and when we give our fears to the Lord, there's something that shifts inside of us. See, a lot of us like holding on to our fears because in some sort of way, it's like we like to control it. If we get rid of this fear, it's like I lose control of it. I think fear is oftentimes sparked from our need to control things. Let it sink in for a second. I'm going to read a verse. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 6, it says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. Aren't you thankful that God's hand is super strong, super powerful? PK and Tommy, it's good. The mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Casting all your anxieties on him. Why? Because he cares for you. You can give your cares to God because God cares for you. That's good. That's good. To remember that God cares about me. Not only does he care about me, but God cares for me. And because God cares for me, I can give my cares to God. I can cast my cares. I can cast my anxieties onto him. God cares about what scares you. What is that thing that you are just so afraid of? could be losing someone that you love, could be getting sick, right? I think fear, fear took on a whole new level in 2020. Could be darkness. No, I'm kidding. I like how that like got dark and it's like, I just like lost all you guys. But like fear, what is that thing? What is that thing that you're afraid of so you hold on to? It could be, am I going to get into that college that I want to get into? It could be, uh, I'm afraid of failing school because if I fail school, then my parents will be mad at me. It could be, 
I don't know, fill in the blank. It could be, I am afraid of being single the rest of my life. That could be your fear. I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of fears. But what I'm talking about is, have you ever tried genuinely talking to God about that? There's a lot of fears that we hold on to, and they're like frogs in our lives. We're just comfortable with it. They chill with us in our bedrooms at night. Like, what is that fear that always pops into your head right before you fall asleep every night that you put your head on your pillow? God has not intended you to carry fears. Fears are a natural part of this world, this life that we live, but it should never control you. God's love, the Bible says, casts out, gets rid of all fears. So I ask you the question tonight, why are you so comfortable living in fear? If you have the antidote to fear, if you have the answer to fear, why are we so comfortable with them? Fears are only fears when left unconfronted. This is a good message, guys. I'm not like, yeah, PB, like Holy Spirit. Fears are only fears if you leave it unconfronted. If I confront it face on, you're going to notice that there's a lot of things, right? I've talked about fear a lot, where if you just kind of like break down the layers of fear. And I could spend the rest of tonight talking about that, but I got more to talk about. But what is that thing that robs you of enjoying your life? It's time to get rid of it. It's time to give it to God. Just like the frogs, it's time to get rid of fear. It's not supposed to be in your life. God's love casts out all fear. Why are we so comfortable living with fear? I talk to people and they just kind of like, yeah, you know what happens is people start to identify with their fear. I am so over letting fear control my life. When we lost the baby, and you've heard Karen talk about this before, our, our first son back in 2019, when we lost him, I was so gripped by fear, so controlled by fear. And it affected my daily life. But there came a day where I had to confront that fear. I had to look at it in the face and say, I'm done giving my days to you. I'm done letting you control the way that I live. I'm done letting you decide what I do and how I live my life. It's time to move on because my life is in God's hands. And God is in control. See, we get so comfortable living with our fears. But I'm here to tell you tonight that that's not the way God has intended you to live. And so it's time to confront it. And don't confront it alone. Talk with a leader. Talk with me. Talk with PK. Talk with anybody that you trust that loves Jesus that's going to point you in the right way. Because what, what we do, and I am spending more time on this because I feel like God wants to really like get in there, is we find other people around us that will kind of like affirm our fears. If we're struggling with a certain fear, we like to find people who also struggle with that fear so we can just sit in that fear together and console each other and feel good about our fears. But I'm here to tell you from an outside perspective, God has so much more for you. So much more. So much more. So it's time to move on. It's time to give it back to God. It's time to get out of the fear. It's time to get that fear out of your living spaces. Amen? Mm, Next one. The R, it's relationships. <laughs> I'm not talking about just like, well, okay, I'll go there. I'm talking about friendships and I'm talking about boyfriend, girlfriends. Those relationships that you know you shouldn't have in your life, yet you do it anyways because it makes you feel good, it kind of affirms you, 
makes you feel important, makes you feel loved, but maybe that person is taking advantage of you. Maybe that person is treating you poorly. Maybe that person does not value you for who God says that you are, but you keep going back to that relationship because it makes you feel good. I'm here to tell you tonight that you shouldn't have to go to anybody to get value other than God. God paid for you. So because of that, he gets to tell you what your value is. Why do we go to all these relationships that tell us what value is without going to God first to tell us what our value is? So good. So good. I'm going to say a scripture tonight, and this is going to maybe step on some toes. I don't know where you guys are at. Some of you guys do shady stuff that I don't even know about. <laughs> Luke chapter 8, verse 17 says, For all that is secret will eventually be brought into the open, and everything that is concealed will be brought to light and made known to all. Guys, if you're in a relationship right now that you know it comes up and out, it's only a matter of time until that comes up and out. Because here's what the enemy does. This is what the enemy does. He loves for you to be in shady stuff because it's only a matter of time and he'll like, get that exposed to cause the most damage in your life and to the people around you. It's only a matter of time. And so if there's something going on in your life right now that you know just should not be there, there's no judgment. And let me like reemphasize that. There is no judgment from us or any of the leaders, your parents, those who love you. It's time to get that up and out of your life. And I'll say this, and I usually say this in relationship series, but we're here right now. If you're in a relationship with somebody that is okay with you disobeying your parents, you don't want to be in a relationship with someone like that. You want to be in a relationship with somebody that will pull the best out of you and to honestly not make you do shady things. When you do shady stuff, it's only a matter of time until it'll hurt you. So whether it's boyfriend, girlfriend, friendship, this friend that just, you just know you can't be yourself around and that just doesn't value you for who God says that you are, it's time to get that frog out your life. Amen. Moving on wanted to make that super to the point. You're like, I'm never coming back again. <laughs> okay? There's fears up and out. Those relationships that you know are not good for you. Those relationships that are not pushing you closer to God. Up and out. And I want to talk about the O, and that's the obsessions. The obsessions. To be obsessed with something to have an obsession, that is to be utmost in one's mind. So the things that I obsess about, those are the things that take up the real estate in my mind, in my thought life. So there are things that we think about right now that are just not good for us and for our lives. What takes up a majority of your thought life? Think about it. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> What takes up a majority of your thought life? What are you obsessing over? What is that thing that keeps circling back that you just can't get out of your mind? And I'll tell you this. This is so straight up from God. It's so good. I was like writing it. I was like, ooh, this is nice. Our thoughts are a result of what we allow into our lives. Our thoughts are a result from what we allow in 
through our senses. What we listen to, what we look at, what we eat, what we smell, those trigger our thoughts. And so I ask you tonight, what are the things in your life that you are allowing to shape your thoughts? If tonight you struggle with, let's go there. If tonight you struggle with depression, maybe it's not the best idea to go on TikToks about people that also struggle with depression, to feed into that. If you tonight are struggling with feeling lonely, maybe it's not the best idea to listen to Justin Bieber songs about love and relationships, about how, oh, you complete me, and I was like, baby, baby, right? Of your life. There's things thing to listen to in this season of your life. There's things, like, just think about it. Like, what are you letting in? What are you looking at? What are you, maybe if you struggle with anger and you like a certain rap artist and their beats are tight, but maybe their lyrics are super full of anger and hate. If you like a certain rap art, I'm not bashing on secular stuff. There's some secular stuff that I like. Don't worry, I'm not that type of Christian that says, like, an only, only, only Hillsong. <laughs> Bethel is questionable sometimes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I would just challenge you guys, like, maybe you're struggling with, like, anger or something like that. Why don't you actually read through the lyrics of the songs that you like bumping in the morning or when you're going on a workout? Maybe that's what's spurring up these thoughts. And what you think about, that's what you're going to fuel. I say it all the time. What you focus is what you fuel. And so what is your thought life? What am I obsessing about? What are some obsessions that I have that I just need to get rid of? What are some frog obsessions? Well, I mean, if you're, like, obsessed with frogs, we just, just need to talk. It's a little. I mean, you do you, though. You do you. No judgment. But maybe it's time to get rid of that because I'm going to tell you something. If you're obsessed with anything other than God, it's going to lead to some sort of hurt or discontentment. Am I saying that it's bad to think about anything other than God? No, absolutely not. What I'm saying is what are you obsessing over? What is becoming like a God to you? I would, I would encourage you and challenge you tonight with getting into God's word. If you're looking like, yeah, that's really good thoughts. Like, how do I get this thought life in place? Get into God's word. Read God's word. Listen to God's word. Get into a Bible plan. It's just God's word is so amazing. If you don't know how to read God's word, just YouTube it. Google it. It's awesome. You can learn anything on YouTube now. I learned how to tie a tie on YouTube. Heck, yeah. I wear a tie like twice a year, but that's all good. I still know how. Because of YouTube, you can search how to read the Bible, or ask me, ask PK, ask any one of the leaders. We're here to help you get into God's word. Psalm 119. By the way, Psalm 119 is really, really cool. We're going to read the whole chapter tonight. No, I'm kidding. Guys, Psalm 119 is like the longest chapter in the entire Bible. It's like over 100 verses. Psalm 119, verses 35 and 37. It says, make me walk along the path of your commands. For that is where my happiness is found. Ooh, how good is that? When we get into God's commands, that's where our happiness is found. Give me an eagerness for your laws. 
rather than a love for money, right? Because we can totally obsess over money and materialistic things, right? Am I saying don't like what you earn? No. But what are we obsessing over? Got to get rid of the obsessions. Give me an eagerness for your laws rather than a love for money. Turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. How beautiful is that passage of scripture? So good. So good. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. It says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God, everybody say let. Let God, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Did you know that you could be completely transformed by changing the way that you think? Your mind is so powerful, and that's why the enemy wants to get so much evil into your thoughts life. If you could only just disbelieve the things that God says, man, that discredits everything. Your thoughts are so important because every action starts with a thought, and actions have consequences. So I mean like thoughts, good and bad. Thoughts are very, very important. Changes the way that you are by the way that you think. Okay, you guys enjoying this? You're learning some frogs that you got to get rid of in your life, things that you've become so comfortable with. I have become so comfortable with obsessions in my life. And Karen will tell you, like, I go through phases. I'll be, like, super obsessed with something that could easily take the place of God in my heart and in my life. I go through phases. There's times I'll be into shoes. There's times that I'll be into, like, certain money things, like selling on eBay. I was really into selling on eBay during the quarantine, and I, like, obsess over it. But these obsessions, if I'm not careful, because I'm, like, a type of all-in person, if I'm not careful, these obsessions can easily take the place of God in my life. Easily. And those obsessions become idols when I put it above God. And that's where these frogs start to truly multiply and just hurt my life. Because then I start to not feel peace. That's what frogs do. Frogs eat your peace. Why are we so comfortable with letting frogs live? I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll just do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow. And the G, we're going to go there. I'm going to step on some toes tonight. I'm just going to do it. It's a challenging message. It's gossip. We are so, so comfortable gossiping, so comfortable. When we don't want to give up gossip because gossip makes us feel important, makes us feel valuable. And a lot of us, and I feel like the Lord checks me all the time on this, but a lot of the times we like to talk about other people or put other people down because by doing so, it subconsciously puts us up. But I'm here to tell you tonight, it's time to get rid of that frog. It's time to get rid of it. Don't start tomorrow. Start right now. And it's literally as easy as saying, God, help me with this. Because getting rid of frogs in our lives is a process. It's not like a one and done, like, all right, I'm good. I'm going to move forward now. But it's a process. Turn to somebody around you and say, it's a process. The process, getting rid of frogs in your life is a process. But what I want to do is give you some verses that you can hold on to as anchors to encourage you into speaking life. Speaking life is so important. Proverbs chapter 16, verse 28. It says, the troublemaker plants seeds of strife and gossip separates the best of friends. Doesn't get much more straightforward than that. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, it's a calling on our lives. Don't use foul or abusive language. 
Let everything, somebody say everything. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. And lastly, this is the final verse I'll share with you tonight. Proverbs 16, 23 and 24 says, from a wise mind comes wise speech. See, look at the thoughts again. From a wise mind comes wise speech. The words of the wise are persuasive. Kind words are like honey. Who likes honey? I just love honey. So good. I had tea last night and it was so good because we put honey in it. And honey is like a warm hug. Yeah. When you speak life, that's like a warm hug. A warm hug. Kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. I'm just going to like throw it out there right now. And this is kind of like the frogs that we get super comfortable with. Maybe we're just so used to just speaking death into our lives and into the lives of those around us, like negativity. And maybe that's what's causing us to be so down all the time. Can I challenge you tonight? Rather than speaking death into the situations around you, speak life. Speak life. Speak positivity. Am I saying to completely disregard every hurt that you're feeling? Absolutely not. Be honest with what you're feeling, but also speak life into it. Speak life into those around you. And that word says it's like honey for the soul and healing for the body. Maybe tonight you're like feeling down physically. Try encouraging somebody. Try speaking life. If you're feeling down, Text somebody say, I just want to tell you that you're awesome. And guys, I'm not saying text that girl that you've been crushing on. Say, I love you. Pastor Brandon said to say that you're awesome. Don't use this as an opportunity to get into those shady relationships. <laughs> Liz laughed, I know. You're with me. <laughs> guys, why wait to tomorrow to get rid of these things in our lives when you can do it right now? And what I want to do tonight as we draw us to a conclusion, I just want to pray for you. I'm going to invite everybody to stand to your feet because we're going to stand together. We're all in this together. And what I want you to do right now is I want you to close your eyes, not in a weird spiritual kind of way, but in just so you can focus, get rid of all the distractions around you. And what I want you to do is I want you to hold your hands out. Hold your hands out like this. And what you're doing with eyes closed, I want you to picture some frogs in your life, not literal but what are the things? Maybe I said something that resonated with you. Maybe there's a fear that you've just been so comfortable with. Maybe there's a relationship that you're in with somebody that you know isn't the best relationship for you. Maybe there's some obsessions in your mind, some materialistic obsessions or, or obsessions that have been taking your mind off of God and you've been stressing out a lot. Or maybe gossip is something that you do subconsciously because of all the hurt and insecurities that you've been carrying in your life. Right now, don't wait until tomorrow. Between you and God, I just want you to have a moment with them. Just tell them, God, and you can even do it in your head. Do it in your heart. You don't need to say it out loud. This is between you and Jesus. God, I give this to you. I give this to you. I give you these frogs. I get rid of it in my life. I'm not waiting until tomorrow. But God, I give this to you right here and right now. It's, it's time to start fresh. And God wants you to experience it right here, right now, don't wait till tomorrow because God is a right now God. Lord, we love you. We thank you. We praise you. And Lord, I thank you that you have great things in store for you, for us. Jesus, we praise you and pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.